When we look at brands, there are different layers to what a quote-unquote hard brand is to market, right? You have a company like Apple who has an amazing product and the brand is literally on every single phone, every single computer that they produce. So is it necessarily hard to market that brand? Maybe not. They put a lot of time and effort into it, but it's not a hard brand to market. And then you have companies like uh, Coca-Cola and like Serta Simon Mattresses, where the brand is on the product, but it is something you have to build a brand around because there's so much competition and that competition is fierce. But then there is building a brand around a startup, a startup that doesn't exist yet, a startup that's launching in the year 2021. So still a ways out. And that is exactly what our guest on today's podcast is in charge of. Matt Kerbel His literal title is In Charge of Marketing and Brand Strategy for Canoe. And Canoe is an interesting solution to the traffic problem that we currently have in these big cities where they offer subscription service to an electric vehicle in these major metropolitan areas that are just laced with traffic and you can barely move. But that to say, they're still a startup. They haven't launched yet. They're not planning on launching for a little while. He is in charge of building a brand for a company that doesn't currently have a product or service that they offer. And that poses a real struggle. So on today's episode, we're going to talk with Matt to see how exactly he's going about this. What are some key tactics and things that he's doing in order to build an incredible brand for Canoe before they even launch? So this is definitely a really interesting episode. If you're looking to work for a startup, you want to start something up for yourself, you want to be an entrepreneur and build a brand before you launch, this is a great episode for you. So thank you guys for listening. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another Trendsetters podcast episode, uh, another one of our CMO series. And today we're going to be joined by the brand and marketing leader for one of the most innovative kind of forward thinking brands slash startups in the market right now who I've had a chance to meet with in the past. And uh, this should make for an incredible episode. And also you're going to get to learn about one of the most innovative products that's really out in the market. Uh, So with that in mind, today we're welcoming on Matt Kerbel, and I love the title that you have, In Charge of Marketing and Brand Strategy. I love that that it's true to the point, it's honest, and it's not kind of like a foo-foo title. It's, I mean, it's real. So I appreciate, obviously, the title, the creativity in that, as well as having you on today's podcast. Great to be here, man. And uh, everything we do is a little bit different. So, um, you know, that's why we have the whole in charge thing going on. Yeah, certainly. And honestly, I'd love to really start there specifically with Canoe. Uh, it's one of the most obviously forward thinking in terms of product positioning as well as brand positioning. I know this is wildly exciting for our Gen Z listeners here. Um, so I'd love to hear kind of your perspective of what the Canoe brand is, what you're bringing to market, and then kind of your, uh, your kind of brand and marketing strategy and how you're approaching that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so So what Canoe is, um, C-A-N-O-O, for anybody that doesn't know, we're an LA-based startup creating and offering our own brand of electric vehicles, of EVs, 
uh, for membership only. And what that means is it's month to month. There's no long-term contracts. Basically, everything is included in your monthly fee, similar to Netflix. And you'll be able to cancel or pause at any time. So if you say, hey, I'm going to be out of the country for four months. Well, great. You can pause your membership and not have to have those monthly payments on an ongoing basis. Um, our car looks like nothing else on the road today. Uh, it, it actually is the length of a Prius, but has the space of a large SUV. Um, and we can talk a little bit about that. Um, and in general, we know that there's a growing desire by people to go electric. We also know that most of what's on the road today is either not that affordable or not that appealing. And also people, especially your gen, are, are not really super happy about the model right now, right? I have to go to a dealership. I have to be in these long-term bloated contracts. And so what we're doing is, is we've re-looked at everything from the vehicle itself to a new business model and a more flexible customer experience that's really on the customer's terms. Um, and by doing that, we believe we can offer something that's really appealing to a large number of people. As a function of, yeah, the marketing, right? So, so you so you would probably want to hear a little bit about the, the brand approach. Um, and, you know, because the, the car is different, um, and I give the analogy of it being kind of like a, a micro bus and a limousine had a baby, if you see it, it's, it's pretty different and, and crazy looking. Um, we wanted to make sure that we have a, a brand that uh, is really about today and tomorrow and, and not about yesterday. It really stands for for being forward-looking and bold, but also simple. And so um, to give you a little bit of background, you know, the automotive landscape has always been very much focused predominantly on the car, right? And, and there's a reason for that. There's a strong history. A car says something about you, um, but that heritage can be hard to buck, right? So we recently saw BMW try to go in a, a very different direction, updating their logo and trying to sort of evolve their communications to mixed reviews. And it's probably a good move long-term, but in the short-term, that's hard. For us as a startup, we don't have that history. We don't have long-term contracts or dealerships. So what we wanna focus on is what's new, what's improved, and what's hyper-relevant to people. Um, and we also wanna put, uh, we, we also wanna build a brand that puts people on equal footing with product and really exists um, for, for people uh, by putting that that balance on the forefront, right? So um, we're gonna talk about our car and how great it is, but we're also gonna talk about how this is a convenient subscription solution for you. Um, and uh, we can do that because we have an amazing balance of people that come from automotive and people that come from direct to consumer tech backgrounds. So we like lean into that unique fusion. So everything that we do inevitably, we kind of zig when others zag. You know, our values reflect a brand that we have no choice but to be authentic and transparent and fun and a bit raw while also being really visually appealing. Um, and we do a tremendous amount of research to ensure that we deeply understand the community we're seeking to build. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And I love your insight there. And obviously, the, the product is so aligned with what Gen Z is almost craving and desiring in the market, that altruistic kind of product, as well as even the branding. I, I'm not sure particularly what font you use. <laughs> but I, it, it's everywhere, by the way. Like they have the most incredible branding standards across the board. It's connected. Um, but I also know how difficult that actually is, especially from an agency perspective, having to do this a lot. Uh, now, if we were in the QSR space or say say I worked with a brand and we sold pizza, well, it's pretty simple. I mean, nothing's simple in marketing, but it's pretty simple like what that strategy needs to be. We need to create awareness. We need to explain why our pizza is the best and we'd be talking about it. Uh, but at the end of the day, 
you know what pizza is. I don't need to tell you how a pizza is built and what goes into it and all the specifications of the product, which are some of the more difficult things to portray in marketing and branding. So with that in mind, with, with Canoe and even some of your past experiences, I'd love to hear your thoughts on how you approach that kind of unique brand positioning where you're having to excite and, and really inspire consumers to take action, but you're also having to educate them on what they're actually purchasing. Yeah, so that's a great question. And I think for us and for myself, it always starts with research. Right? It always starts with identifying a problem. And I think one of the most important things that you can do is think primarily about outcomes uh, before output. Right. And, and what are you trying to achieve? What is it that frustrates people? Um, and ultimately, if you do that, then it becomes less about building a product and more about building a solution. Um, and I think that in doing so, uh, it helps you understand the, the tonality and the, um, and, and the exhaustion that people have with what has been the status quo. Um, and how they want to be sort of quote unquote sold on that, right? I think more and more obviously the sell comes with just having an honest, transparent, and authentic conversation about those types of things and also just talking to people as people. And so we made a decision very, very early on, once we really identified who our target audience was, to be real and to to talk as the humans behind the brand and not as some facade. Uh, and ultimately be very, very transparent about what our offering is and what it's going to be so that we don't come off as, as vaporware, right? And I think that is an incredibly important distinction. You know, we're a very, very different looking product. We have a different model. And so it's easy to say, you know, is this ever going to happen? But if we take people along the journey and we build community around the excitement of what this can be, and we showcase that you know, we are people with great backgrounds and we want to talk to you and understand your problems um, and build something that we think is going to resonate and grow over time, then there's going to be more excitement and more believability. And every time that we've unveiled something, whether it's been the car, whether it's been the waitlist, which we call the first wave, which is totally different than any other waitlist, um, people have actually picked up what we're putting down. You know what I mean? And that is uh that is a that is symbolic that people actually believe uh in what we're doing and believe that it's going to happen and as far as at any company uh i take the same approach in in really truly understanding what is it that people want desire how do they live their lives what is that journey um and then take that and and figure out okay what are the best ways to to either educate them to inspire them to act to help them evangelize on our behalf. Um, and that really comes with not just looking at reports, not just looking at roundups, but actually talking to them, reading reviews, interacting with them, seeing their comments, replying to their comments, getting their DMs, right? All the things that you need to do to put yourself in their shoes is incredibly important. And I think because we don't have uh, this, this lengthy heritage and we're building the foundation of the brand right now as it's happening, um, we can be uh, uniquely positioned to, to really listen to people and to act on their feedback. And that's incredibly important to our team. Yeah, of course. And, you know, I think something that comes to mind there for myself is there's so many brands, companies, startups, whatever it may be, 
they want an incredible brand. They want a brand like Canoe. They want a brand that can be recognized and has incredible marketing and product info and is educating consumers, but also inspiring action. Uh, but the process to actually make that happen, and obviously we see this firsthand being an agency, is not the easiest in the world. And there's so many little minute details. You mentioned even like responding to DM DMs, responding to the comments, getting your hands really dirty, then that affecting the overall strategy. I had the incredible privilege to actually meet with you and I think it was early February, likely, kind of before everything was shut down. And so kind of the operations process, meet with some of the individuals on the team. So I think a question I have for you is in this agile market, there's so many moving pieces. You guys have a podcast, you're all over social media, your website is like impeccable. There's so many moving pieces here. I know that's a, and then even with COVID it changes. I'd love to hear your thoughts on like, how do you maintain brand standards and strategy, but also be able to move at that incredible speed that's needed in the market and even highlighting what that looks like from like a, a meeting perspective or a roles or a strategy or, or these things. I think a lot of our listeners are working in marketing roles or working with brands, but they, they, they know what they want in terms of the, the, the output, but they don't know how to exactly get there. Yeah. I love this. And I, I this is, this is such a timely and important question. And the reason is because quite frankly, you have a lot of really big organizations that have gone through the ringer for COVID and are going to come out in, in a very different way. Maybe they have less budgets. Maybe they have to move quickly from an action standpoint, right? And, and my experience uh, in, you know, in both startups in the corporate world, I think, have, have helped me think about, okay, well, how do you take briefs and frameworks and apply them to an agile startup environment? And, and the first thing that I'll say to answer your team is we have a, a sickly incredible design team. Uh, it's, it's all internal. Um, and uh, we partner with them on a daily basis. Um, and our team consists of digital ops, marketing, communications. Um, and these designers have come from the top art schools. They've worked on some of the best brands in automotive and in general. They know what they're doing. So for us, it's about being really, really clear on what we're briefing and over communicating in real time to move fast when the need arises, but also really understanding the brand and not putting out anything that feels off brand. Uh, and we're really protective of that. So, you know, we've definitely drafted emails. We've definitely put together content that we have not deployed. People don't know that. We know that. And that's just as important as what we put out there. The other thing is, you know, quite frankly, the biggest benefit is that we're a startup. And that means that we have less layers, but we've also been given permission to build the brand the right way, which as I've mentioned is based 110% off research and human insights. And I would say that if you really, really know who your target audience is, then it's so much easier to make decisions quickly about whether something will resonate or not. And even though research upfront is a bit of a slow process, it plays incredible it pays incredible dividends on the back end in terms of alignment, speed, and quality. And so how that manifests in terms of our meetings, and we meet multiple times a week as a cross-functional tiger squad, right? And, and we have, you know, communications and operations and design and marketing and legal even. Uh, and that's right. I will tell people we include legal in the process up front. It's not like a let's go get permission. Legal is actually an incredible thought partner to us. Um, and uh, we debate hotly, and um, but it's all grounded in the fact that all of us have versed ourselves in the research and really have an understanding of of who we're trying to reach. And so 
I think that enables us to feel good about what we need to put in front of people and what's going to resonate. And as a result, it is, and we're seeing great open rates and great click-through rates, and we're seeing growth of our community. And, and that's what really matters. And we hope to continue that, that click. Yeah, I think uh, the the kind of older era of having all those departments separated continues to kind of go away as we need to move faster. And so having all those different individuals at the table, you know, you have digital marketing, you have ops, you have strategy, you have legal, you have design and creative all at the same table. Well, now you can get things done quicker, better, faster, communicate effectively, align that, that same strategy. I think that's a, a really great model for uh, what marketing teams should be doing. And then yourself as an individual, you're posting on LinkedIn a lot, always incredible insight and advice. Uh, you've obviously, I think, been recognized a lot in the past for your marketing and branding, a lot of the moves that you've made. Um, with that kind of in mind, it, for our younger audience here, what traits that have you developed or what traits have really helped you the most throughout the years that we might not be common. I mean, we know the ones that we're going to need. We're going to need to know brand strategy. We're going to need to know market. We're going to need to know what we're doing, right? Uh, we can't can't make it till you make it for, for that many years. So I guess with that in mind, what traits have really helped you most that our audience can work to start developing? Yeah, uh, this is really, really important. And to be clear, like this happens over time, every day, right? And, and the first thing starts with like constantly wanting wanting to learn. But if I had to to kind of discern three really important ones, a few of them I've already spoken about, but one first and foremost is, is empathy, right? You have to like not just understand your audience. You have to really put yourself in their shoes for every single decision, you know, and and really like going out there, speaking with them, hanging out with them, understanding, getting entrenched in their world uh, and listening to them, like shutting up and listening to them is really, really important, right? And you're you're hearing a lot from, from, you know, different communities around the world right now. Obviously, we just had, you know, the pride, you know, we had the LGBTQ and the black community in LA having a march together. They have incredibly important things to say, right? And if people just listen to consumers and really, really like shut up and understand and educate themselves, then, then you can create things, you can take action that has deep, deep meaning in people's lives. And Rather than just being like a salesperson marketer, you can really actually change people's lives. And we believe here in Canoe that we have something that we think can change lives. And it's incredibly important that we do the research to understand who that's going to change lives for, how that's going to change their lives, right? So empathy, number one for me, always, always, always. The second is um, is vision. And, you know, it does you don't have to be of a certain title or pedigree or whatever you want to call it to have vision i think of it in terms of you know do you strategize in terms of structures and outcomes versus just outputs right so it's easy to come up with ideas an idea can come from anywhere and you know no one in the startup world in particular is at a loss for ideas the tougher challenge has been how do you take a framed way of thinking for me, I learned it in the corporate world and, and how do I apply it um, to put structure around these ideas and to think about, okay, before we get off and running, what are the what first are the desired end results? And then how do we try to reverse engineer that outcome? So I'm sure as an agency, you guys are probably thinking, okay, we want to land this this client, but you're not just going to have the same pitch 
for yeah. every single group, right? You're going to say, okay, what's important to them? So there's that empathy and there's that vision, right? Well, the vision is, hey, like this is what we see three steps ahead for you guys. And we believe that, you know, you're trying to achieve X. Is that correct, right? And, and you start to create a, a dialogue versus just a monologue. Like gone are the days of marketers of madmen. We're just going to create a jingle and, and yell at you, right? It's, it's now about uh, really creating outcomes. And so that's where that vision comes into play. The third would be um, maybe the most important, uh, particularly as, as you, you get on in your career, is humility. Um, and how I define that is, is having trust in, in others and listening and avoiding any types of biases. Um, it's been in, you know, incredibly and equally important for me to admit what I don't know versus what I do know. And there are so many incredibly smart people like yourself who is way younger, you know, who have great new ways of looking at attacking problems. So I would encourage people to trust them. Uh, and in doing so, they'll both learn to trust you and be motivated by, by the opportunity to provide their perspective. And I can't tell you how many times uh, throughout my career um, that's paid off because you have to put team and business ahead of self. Otherwise, um, you're going to get left behind. Yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, all those traits, you know, connect into this larger vision of how the average marketer needs to change where, and you mentioned kind of that madman era, all these traits, empathy, vision, humility, they aren't what you might typically think of, you know, what it would take to become a CMO or become in that role where, oh, I need leadership, I need like ingenious strategy, I need absolute creativity. Those things right. are obviously going to develop over time, but where that comes from is that that internal kind of piece where you have empathy for others, you have a vision for the brand and what and what you mentioned with that structures and outcomes rather than just out than outputs, um, and then obviously humility and and having understanding of of your team and others around you and what the end consumer has to say because at the end of the day the consumer is always right and right now. Consumer trends, consumers changing, consumer always being right, of course. We've just kind of continued through COVID, Black Lives Matter. There's a lot of things changing in the market from a brand, even business financial perspective, especially. Um, are there any consumer trends or any changes in marketing that you foresee in terms of that question of like almost what's next? What's next for marketers, for those in brand strategy? I love to hear, I know we don't have a crystal ball, but I love to hear your forecast for the future. Oh, I love talking about this. Um, and, and look, this this moment is incredibly challenging, right? For so many reasons. Um, but it's also made the role of marketing more important than ever uh, and having a little bit more of a spotlight on it than ever before. Uh, it makes for an incredible amount of opportunity as consumer behavior changes. And people are so passionate right now about authenticity, about privacy, about brands, not just saying things, but acting, right? So for me, I think about a few things. I think about obviously the future of experiences, um, and and I I've talked before about this weird wonky word digital, right? And how that means that you know there'll be a fusion of the physical and digital world of experiences going forward, where you know you may have smaller, more intimate physical experiences that are then broadcasted digitally, and you know the actual experiences you have there may incorporate digital elements as well, whether that's AR or VR, some way for people to experience it at home. Meanwhile, digitally, you're obviously starting to see digital experiences just like the one that we're having right now become a lot more commonplace. 
but you also may see physical elements permeating that. So for example, um, Patron, uh, shout out to Adrian Parker, uh, yeah. on Cinco, they actually sent, you know, basically like margarita kits to people. And then they were able to make their own margarita at home being guided by bartenders, right? So supporting the bartending industry that obviously had been drastically affected by COVID, but also giving people an activity and something new to learn at home. And so you're going to start to see a blending of experiences. I also think about the future of channels and how the next digital renaissance that maybe was five to 10 years away is quite upon us. So what does that mean for text, right? And, and are people going to be okay with building community over text? What does that mean for VR and AR? Are people going to start, um, you know, looking at that as, as something that is appealing to them in a way that they haven't before? What about the new email, right? You have superhuman, you have hey.com. So how channels and communications are changing, super, super interesting to me. Um, I also think about how the next generation of, of consumers, you guys, right? And how different you are. So for example, like I learned the other day, somebody told me, did you know that the oldest Gen Zers love secondhand shopping? Like that's new, that's different. Why is that, right? Like understanding those, those nuances is everything because you guys are gonna be it going forward, right? And, and that's why for Canoe, it's incredibly important that we understand that, which is why we had you over to the office and you're able to wax poetic about Gen Z and, and some things for us to think about. Um, and then lastly, what I'll say is, like I, I talk about this arms race on creativity and innovation and action. So for example, you can act as a brand, you can do something as opposed to say something, great, that's table stakes. But how can you break through when everyone else is acting too? Right? Because that's mm -hmm. what's going to happen. And, and what you see during COVID is, is everybody having sort of the same messaging. So how do you stand out? And how is there not this sea of sameness that you get caught up in? So I'm really curious to see how great marketing teams and organizations in general act super creatively, as well as having a bias towards fast paced innovation and action. Yeah, I, I'm so glad all your points there. I couldn't uh, couldn't agree more with all those. Even the email, superhuman. I'm officially I'm officially on board. I wish I would have found it sooner. Nice. Changed my life, changed my life, uh, and saving me a lot of time. And so, yeah, I think that's a really good example, really small example, but obviously a great one of like how even communication is changing, what that's going to look like. And so, the final question I have for you is, what can our listeners do for Canoe? Is there a wait list we can sign up on? Is there, can we follow Canoe on social medias? Is there any sort of activation that you would uh, ask of our audience? Yeah, of course. Um, first and foremost, if you don't know about us, you can basically check us out at, at every social place for the most part that exists at Canoe on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, et cetera. Um, you can go to canoe.com. As Jake was talking about, we have a pretty cool, different looking website. Um, explore it, get to know us. Uh, but really more than anything, we would love for you to join our waitlist. It's called The First Wave. It is free. It is commitment free. You can leave at any time. Um, and it's different than a traditional waitlist in that uh, we're going to be engaging you over time leading up to launch um, in about a year and a half from now. And, uh, and we're going to have fun, we promise. And it won't cost you a cent. So um, join us. Go to uh, uh, the first wave tfw.canoe.com um, and check it out. And, uh, and we hope that Canoe is something that, that you're really excited about. I'm on it and I'm ready. Trust me on that. 
I'll be, I'll, I'll be a first buyer. Uh, but anyway, Matt, it was a, an incredible honor to have you on today. I appreciate all of your insight. And for our listeners here, thank you all for tuning in. Hope you got the most value out of this possible. Hope you're taking notes as well. And finally, putting this into action, those traits, empathy, vision, humility. Start practicing those today. Continue to uh, hone, hone in on your skills and your craft and, and keep doing what you do best. Thanks. Thanks.